What's our seat number? Hello, and welcome to What's Our Seat Number, the show where we ask questions like, why are studios so preoccupied with whether or not they could that they never stop to think if they should? No! What? That's exactly what I wrote for my intro for the next episode. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> well, who'd have thought that you and I would have similar thought processes? <laughs> Great. Okay, continue, please. I'm Johnny Gross, a filmmaker and part-time paleobotanist. With me, as always, is my brother. Fuck! <laughs> Oh, shit. It's all right. Paleobotanist is only one of the things. That was for me, so I'll think of something else Okay. Just like, I'll, I'll, fuck it, I'll just rewrite the whole thing. Let, we just... need to coordinate on this. <laughs> no, let's just see. Go on. Let's just see how, how the rest of this goes. Go <laughs> With me, as always, is my brother, a chaotician, mathematician, a pediatrician, and occasional 3D graphic artist. It's Simon Gross. That's all right. We're good. <laughs> Alrighty then. Who'd have thunk a dunk? Who'd have thunk a dunk that we might have similar ideas of how to do a Jurassic World episode? <laughs> <sighs> okay, this is going to be brief because there's not a lot of it this week, yeah. um, and I'm even foregoing it for the next episode because yeah. there's just no point anymore. Here we go. Here's some movie news. Movie news. <laughs> we don't have to wait again. <laughs> We don't have to wait. The other thing, cause I, are you like hearing the jingle in yes. your head? That's what you're doing. I'm like going, uh, 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 news. I'm just hearing that in my head. Please continue. Okay. Um, no, this is a, this is a visual aid. So, um, so the listeners at home are not gonna, are not gonna really get the benefit of it, but you are gonna get size reaction. Okay. So on this mixed movie news, Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> Spare me. There is a Morbius 4K buying frenzy on the 4K group that I'm a part of. People are actually going out and buying this movie. And some of them I'm fairly certain that they're ironic, but most of them are buying it unironically. Now, do you know how much a new 4K Blu-ray costs? $30? $30. Really? Imagine spending $30 of your hard-earned cash on a movie that most people agree is complete and utter shit. I'm, I'm, I'm perplexed. I'm, I'm bemused. Yeah. I'm, so, so a, a week ago, a week or two ago, there was a uh, there was a Batman the Batman Steelbook posting frenzy. Yeah. Where people were posting their their steelbooks, and it was like literally every other post. Yeah, I don't get this either. You told me about this. Right. So, um, so the last couple of days, I have screenshotted. All of the Morbius <laughs> Blu-ray. Oh my goodness! This is proof. He's actually he's 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 showing me his phone and he's he's still going. He's still flicking <laughs> through them. What do you? Why do you waste your time with this? 
what is wrong with you? He's still going. <laughs> <laughs> Look, That's okay. it, he's done. Okay, so <laughs> at least one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people have bought Morbius on 4K Blu-ray. I think the at studio least ten. I think the studio has already broken even from that. Goodness sake. Oh my god. And also I sent you a screenshot the yeah, other day. Yeah. There was a petition that was entitled We were busy that weekend. Please release <laughs> <laughs> release Morbius in the cinema for a third time. Oh my goodness. So the only reason why I'm doing this is because you said to me the other night. Why the fuck is Morbius always in movie news? <laughs> <laughs> the reason is because... So you made these people make that petition just so that it could get into the movie news? <laughs> right. That's why you did this? I am the mastermind behind the entire thing. Is this, is this because of the DVD thing where, I, where, where Johnny... Ha- so Johnny has like this massive collection of DVDs and Blu-rays and whatnot. Now it's, now it's all Blu-rays. And, and, and some one, 4K And now. some 4K now. And uh, one, one time I, I said to him, I've taken one of... Uh, you know, two movies, and I've basically swapped their discs around, and I, I've oh, this done was shitty random. of you. And 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 you know, he was like, okay, well, you have to give me some kind of hint, like you know, what director is it? Action? Are the two movies connected in some way? I'm like, they are in no way connected. They were picked entirely at random by the madness which resides within my brain. And 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 I said, good luck. And about six months later, I think I cop to it that I actually had done nothing and it, it was driving him crazy I don't think it was, was six months I think you you played this con for a long time you think it was more than that I think so yes really I only found out not that long ago oh because <laughs> I believe I came back to you and I said you know that thing is <laughs> me believing I'd come clean uh, you know that thing where you switch two blu-rays around <laughs> yeah and obviously, that I, I hadn't come across it because you know I don't watch all of my Blu-rays every day. He was perfectly prepared to believe that I had just very cleverly made it too very, <laughs> right. But I did. I did spend a good chunk of time opening Blu-ray boxes. He did. And I, it was really again. funny. It was really funny. There was a long. Also, I think that Shosh at one point was like, we were, we were sitting in the living room watching uh, the Rocketeer or something, and Johnny goes through like what I remember what it was. He, he was like, "Where is it?" Ah, and she like turns to me and she's like. Why are you doing this? This is so juvenile. And I'm like, well, if you don't agree with it, why don't you say something? And she's like, I'm not getting involved. (laughs) (laughs) So she's an accomplice, really. You know, you go to jail for that as well. This whole uh, movie news Morbius thing is in no way proportionate to that. Okay, you you just have to know that something's coming one day. Sure. (laughs) Sure. I'm like... I live for this shit, man. I'm like, are you kidding me? You do this? I'm gonna do. I froze his toothbrush inside of a a, a bottle one time. Oh, there's a picture of that, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen of the uh, of the WhatsApp seat number group. I will post it for you so that you can see that it is in fact true. Um, uh, my second bit of movie news today. Just remember your face when you finally found it, and you're standing with the bottle under the tap, looking. <laughs> <laughs> because it was like. This is not even a prank. Can you just imagine his <laughs> stupid little face? Yeah, but it's like all I've got to do is like is 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 like melt it, and then I've got my toothbrush back. I know all like- it. No, no, because you said to me, "What the fuck was the point in that?" And I said, "This is one of my specialty pranks. It's just a, it's just a pointless waste of your time." <laughs> 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 like that two minutes you're we, never getting it back <laughs> it's it's literally that we did the same thing to a friend who used to go and like we were staying in like this sort of villa together for a while um you know he uh he used to brush his teeth like four times a day so you know me and my best friend went we froze it inside a big bowl 
of water and put it, we had this big freezer, we put it in there and we, we left it next to the sink in the boy's room when it was time for him to go and, and brush his teeth again. He was just so upset. We just left the tip of the handle out of the top of the water. Just the tip. Just the tip. Right. Um, did the, did any of them question why you had let all of the chicken in the freezer thaw <laughs> and spoil? Just no, that for was this it. Was prank. that big? It was, it was enough room. But what, what's really fun, what's really funny is that um, you know no one ever got us back for anything because we also took someone's mattress and hid it in a tree. Like just stupid stuff. Can we move on with what we a, a podcast? A podcast. I just wanted to like shout out to uh, a guy on the Empire Group. Mm. Um, I posted a picture of my popcorn on. Sunday night yeah uh, when we went to see Jurassic World Dominion yeah and um, the 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 reason why I did that is because this guy always posts a picture of these extravagant probably extremely smelly meals yeah, yeah, yeah. from that angle yeah <laughs> that he's uh, and, and it's usually in front of the uh, the IMAX screen when it's doing three two one <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> So you know he didn't finish it before the movie started, okay? <laughs> and there are people sitting there going, "What the hell is that? What is that?" So there's there's been all sorts of things, all sorts of fried foods, and it's always with a cream soda. I don't even know what a cream soda what is. is. Yeah, I, don't I saw know. that post and I was like, "What is that? Is that just like cream with soda in it? That sounds disgusting. Like fizzy cream. Like that sounds disgusting. Like, Carbonated cream. Um, what is a cream soda? I have absolutely no idea. You didn't do any research in preparation for this episode. It's not very professional, is it? No, this is an off-the-cuff uh, story. But <laughs> but the uh, but the thing is the thing is that uh, there was no there was one time no about a month ago or two months ago that he 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 posted a, a picture of him with an entire whole chicken, a whole rotisserie chicken. What? Yeah, and it just like that post blew up. There were like, there were like five hundred five hundred comments on it or whatever. That is absolutely. And now bonkers. every time somebody posts something, you know, from that angle, it's always like, "Where's the chicken?" <laughs> um, <laughs> I just like I'm every time I go to the cinema, I'm always looking for that guy That's with the funny. you know, can I take a selfie with your chicken? <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Moving news. Why did news. they not stop him at the cinema? Like, I are, have are no you, idea. Excuse me, sir. Are you carrying any rotisserie chickens on your person today? <laughs> but it, it like, used to no. be. No. It used to be that that you were not exactly frisked, but you weren't allowed you to weren't take allowed in to outside food. food because the food at the uh, at the stand is usually extremely expensive. Yeah. That's the point. It's how they make their money, yeah. not off the tickets. Um, but anyway, I degraw. Degraw. Um, uh, my second bit of movie news. Is that oh, uh, fuck? We haven't even finished movie news. We haven't okay, even finished on. movie news. Did I say movie news? Movie news. <laughs> you did that last week, didn't you? <laughs> <I> did. <laughs> so <laughs> we're running on very little sleep. This is fumes right here. Um, gaseous emissions. Speaking, Speaking of, of which, which. <laughs> <laughs> so, so <dumb. laughs> Okay, please continue. Okay, um, there has been an announcement for a sequel to the movie Joker. Yeah, this is also nuts. Go on. Uh, Le Folie Adieu or something like that. I can't remember. Uh, but anyway, Lady Gaga has apparently been uh, cast as Harley Quinn and it's reportedly a musical. Could be. It could be good. You don't know. Uh, you don't know. It sounds... It sounds odd, doesn't it? It sounds, it sounds odd. odd. Okay. That was movie news. Don't wait, because we don't need to. Movie news. It's time to play... You bastard. Six Degrees of Killing Sean Bean. You stupid bastard. 
In this game, I generate a random actor using an actor generator, and one of us, in this case it will be Sai, and then it will be my turn, we must connect that actor to somebody who has murdered Sean Bean in a film. In six moves. In six degrees, correct. Um, so, are you ready, Sai? How long do I have? It's a minute and a half. It's a minute Tell and a half. Okay. Your actor is James Kahn. James Kahn. James Kahn. There are so many movies that you know with James Kahn in them that can be connected, hopefully, <laughs> to Sean Bean. And do you want to get up and walk away? That helped you last time. Sure, but I don't think I'm going to get this. <laughs> and your time starts now. Okay, James Kahn. Uh, let's say Al Pacino. Okay. I don't know. That works. I don't know if it works. Hang on. I'm thinking. Don't rush me. All right. As uh, Al Pacino. Wow, he's been in so many fucking things. Has Keanu Reeves been with Pierce Brosnan or, or, or Christian Bale in anything? Maybe. I have to think about that one. <laughs> You like some help? Go on. You want to use Gary Oldman if you're going to Keanu Reeves it? Dracula? Oh, fuck. Okay, yeah. Okay, so Christian Bale to Equilibrium, no? He kills him in Gary Oldman to Christian Bale. Ah, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, there you go. That's it. That's it. No, I want to crafty little bastard. <laughs> I want another shot of that. Wait, how long did I do that in? Wait, what was... You did that in a minute. So, so just like... No, we did it in a minute, really. We did it, we in, did a it in a minute. This can be a co-op game. Why not? Yeah. So, okay. So, that was um, Al Pacino uh, to Keanu, Keanu Reeves, Reeves to... Well, from James, in, in, James, James, Khan, Khan, James Khan in The Godfather. Yeah, who to, was with Al Pacino in The Godfather. Right. Right. Al Pacino to was Keanu in Reeves. The Devil's Advocate with Keanu Reeves. Right. Keanu, Keanu Reeves, Reeves was in Jack, the, Dracula with, with Gary Oldman. With Gary Oldman was with Christian Bale and Batman. And Batman killed... Yeah. Batman killed Sean Bean in Equilibrium. While Sean Bean... All Sean Bean did was 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 read. And uh, Christian Bale was sent to shoot him in the face. Now, am I just really, really tired, or was that one? That that was a tricky one. Could it could it have been done faster, Susie? I'm I'm not sure actually. Um, I mean, I'm sure there could have been um, some kind of Titanic connection with Kathy Bates. Uh yeah. Right, you could have you could have like gone Misery. the Kate Winslet okay, route so, or the yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio route or mm-hmm. um you know maybe there's a maybe there's a Billy Zane connection to Sean Bean somewhere I'm not sure. Well, Nicole Kidman I'm sure there's a uh, yeah because of Dead Calm. I don't know. There's there's lots of ways to do it. I'm sure there'll be a uh, future Johnny. <laughs> well, no, I mean you know you could have done. Hang on, you could have done sh- uh, Khan to uh, Kathy Bates in Misery. Right. Um, and then she was in. Uh, what did you say she was in? She was in Titanic, Titanic. right? Okay, Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Um, who was with um, what's his name? Who played uh, the Rachel Ghoul clone? Who was with Christian Bale? Who killed Sean? Bale. Oh, Ken Ken Watanabe. Ken Watanabe, who killed Christian Bale. So it's exactly the same amount of moves. Yeah, it yeah. Can't really be done. Basically, Christian Bale is always the uh, the connection. <laughs> Or, or Pierce, Pierce Brosnan. Brosnan. Yeah. But he's yeah. died. I mean, what are you going to do? The movie where he gets killed by cows and pushed over a cliff. Are you going to, like, connect someone to cows? <laughs> hey, what, what movie was Al Pacino with cows in? <laughs> <laughs> I 
just um i don't know if any of you saw it but i posted a video the other day of uh, sean bean talking about yeah, I saw like it. why he dies in movies i don't know you know i, I play know. i play uh play a lot of bad guys and uh you know <laughs> yeah, I, I like being a bastard I don't know you know like a bastard you know all right i'm gonna confer with you on this one all right because i've just gotten daniel radcliffe and i know that i can connect daniel of radcliffe immediately, immediately to gary oldman yeah so i will I will um, pass on that. Good on you, though, because if I would have gotten Daniel Radcliffe, I would have just gone, yeah, all right, and rubbed it in your face. So, Right. You're a, you're a better man than I. Continue. Who'd you get? Right. I, I have absolutely no idea how I'm going to do this, but I got Peter O'Toole. Peter O'Toole? Yeah. That's maybe possible. It's maybe possible. I'm thinking of... Uh... Oh, I've got it. I've got uh, it already. Really? Okay. I've got it already, and I... Okay. No, if you got it, you got it. I got it, but I, I need to articulate it because I'm okay, not sure. Okay, on. so uh, so my time starts now. So Peter O'Toole was in Supergirl with Faye Dunaway. Yeah. Faye Dunaway is in the opening scene of the Thomas Crown Affair with Pierce, Pierce Brosnan, Brosnan, who, who killed, killed him Sean Goldeneye. That's, that's good. You crafty little bastard. <laughs> that is really good. Okay. 15 seconds. Yeah. That's not bad. But to be fair that I kind of clocked it just before you I did. put on the time. No, no, you, your brain Should made I? the connection very quickly. Okay. I'll give it to you. Johnny won this week. Congratulations. Thank you, very much. Thank you very much. That was You Bastard. Six Degrees of Killing Sean Bean. Stupid Bastard. You stupid bastard. Well, that was fun, as per usual. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Jurassic World Dominican. All right. Jurassic World. Jurassic... <laughs> Yes, that was the problem with that sentence. Um, Jurassic World I just want to say, I just want to say that there aren't enough people watching the minisodes from the field. Why is that? I don't know. That just there just aren't enough, and and I think that that one was That's our really best one. Rude, because we put effort into those. There, there was there was some serious like Spielbergian magic yeah, in that. One. I mean, Johnny Johnny even stood behind me while I filmed that whole thing of, of the camera going out from behind the bush and seeing the seeing the the cinema in the background, you know, and all that. He stood behind me. He was directing. I, I came you know, up with the to... with the with the whole the, the, we have an IMAX. Yes, <laughs> you know, he's he's. Uh, we put so much effort into that. You don't watch it. Uh... Also, there were there was some there were, like that pratfall at the end. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to pull it off, but you did it. I did. You did it. <laughs> yeah, you still got it, Johnny. Still got it. Um. So okay. <laughs> right. Not so yet. we're going to talk about context uh, with Jurassic Park in the next episode. Um. So let's go. Where's context? Said nobody listening. Go on. <laughs> I'm sure there's somebody listening that's going to go, where's context? Like, for example... If there's anyone listening, they're going, what is this mess we're listening to? <laughs> we, this, this episode right now, thus far, is like the aftermath of what happens to the pie in Jim's house in American Pie. <laughs> like, just a caved-in, mushy pie cherry mess. We'll just have to tell your mother that uh, we eat it all. Um, so, Jurassic World... Dominican. Now, stop calling it that. I did it one time, and it was a mistake. <laughs> you won't let it go. Well, it just, it just like sort of reminds rolls me off the of the tongue, doesn't it? It rolls off the tongue. No, it's one of those things. that's like you know, you had Baywatch Hawaii. Yeah, <laughs> Jurassic World Dominican. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> anyway, oh dear. Okay, so let's let's just go through. I mean, I I've got a whole load of notes. Yeah. And I think that that's going to be the bulk of this episode. Yeah. There's a little bit of trivia. 
I'm not sure why I had to say it in this accent. And uh, now Johnny is going to be Dracula for the rest of the episode. So there strap is, in, everybody. There is a little bit of trivia. <laughs> I think what you should do is slap yourself around the face to make sure that leaves your brain, and then you'll be fine. Yes, I cannot stop. That's better. <clears throat> he clapped his hand next to the microphone. Would you, why he did do you not have to do that? It's ra- his uh, face. Babe, this is radio, not television. Um, so... Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's talk about Jurassic World Dominion. Okay. What are your thoughts well, on this? Uh, let's talk about dumpster fire of a film. <laughs> it's not a dumpster fire of a film. So you really didn't like it. It's not that I didn't like it. I I did like it. I enjoyed it while I was watching it. There's a lot of fridge logic. Yeah. There's a lot of flaws. Yeah. Um. But I in 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 all, I, I was just you know being cool and jumping on the hate Jurassic World Dominion bandwagon. So but anyway, go on. I enjoyed it mostly. Um. I didn't hate it as much as everybody else hates it. And I also, I, I didn't, I, I enjoyed it more than Fallen Kingdom. I, Funny I thought, that you say everybody else hates it, because as we said in the mini-sode, if anybody was paying attention or anybody watched it. You said it, no one watched it, so we already know the answer to that. I mean, I mean some, some people watched it, but, you know, probably just not enough. The groups that I'm in, uh, there were a lot of people posting all the negative reviews that started coming out, the 30% Rotten Tomatoes yeah. score, all that stuff, the critics score. But the uh, the audience score is actually quite high. Yeah. And the uh, the reviews that people were giving uh, on the on the forums are actually pretty glowing. Mm. You know, the people saying, oh, it's a, th- it's a three and a half star movie. Three and a half stars is not that bad when you, all things considered. I'll give it three and a half. Yeah, I'd give, I'd give it around that as well. Um, I think that, I think that it's, a, uh, it's an entertaining movie that lacks a certain a certain something there's always I'm, I'm looking at it i'm going there's something missing here and it's in the direction it's in the script we'll get into that but yeah. uh but yeah i mean a lot of people a lot of critics hated it but a lot of audiences did actually enjoy it and that's i guess what this movie is made for yeah the it's, it's definitely made for the audience i i have i have some theories like about um Ooh. Uh, about why well, i like how it could have been different and how it may have been uh, how it could have made that four star you know right um and and you know it depends on whether you want to get into it now or or after we've gone through notes but like i i did want to start off by sort of saying i like it as a as a as an audience member when you know it like force awakens everybody says oh but it was very formulaic it just followed a a new hope you know the the storyline of a new hope i don't care Um, it made me giddy I, I, i don't care yeah i think first of all um, there are many established story structures, right? Yeah. And A New Hope uses some of those. And yeah. I think that it's, you know, it, it's it's very hard to copy another movie and make it really, really entertaining and spine-chingling. So this chingling? Is, this is... A chingling. 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 So this is, this is interesting. <laughs> this is interesting that you say that about A New Hope because the inspiration for A New Hope were things like Flash Gordon and, right. uh, crucially... John Carter of Mars. Yeah. And the reason why John Carter was such a monumental flop is because everybody thought it was derivative. Of when Wars, in reality, yeah. the Star Wars itself was derivative. Yeah. So I wonder if somebody had made a John Carter of Mars movie first, uh, first like in 75, and then Lucas had come around in 77 and made Star Wars, whether or not Star Wars would have been lambasted for being... There are other issues with the John Carter movie, such as, you know, not 
really following the book like it's, right it's it, i mean it, it does a lot of it, it just misses a lot tonally but it's it's a it's a kind of chicken egg kind of situation yeah um, it's a very interesting point that you're making yeah um, and, and also you know we talk about things like uh like tomb raider and uncharted <clears throat> and indiana jones and all that cycle of national treasure all that cycle of movies sort of yeah um sort being of serials yeah and... but also like uh like certain movies surpassing uh, the originals so for example when crystal skull came out and then national treasure came out people were saying national treasure was actually better than crystal skull mm-hmm. that it was surpassing the thing that it was inspired because by. yeah because it was it was aping like you know the the first three more than you know it wasn't right. doing anything with, right but, but but yeah the, the first of all i really really enjoy national treasure i so do I, I, yeah. I think i every time i watch it it's it's a nick cage performance that's very very sort of um held back like in in terms of his craziness um and then there's those little sparks of you know if you will shut up all right you know there's a lot of stuff like that. i love those kind of like those sort of archaeological digs tomb raiding kind of things not Um, sahara sahara can sahara actually i rewatched it not that long ago and i actually quite enjoyed it um i mean maybe because i went in with uh with very low expectations because the first time i saw it i was very nonplussed but uh yeah we're 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 sailing away from the point <laughs> completely my, sailing listen, away my, but what I'll i'm saying what i'm saying is that like national treasure is one of those <laughs> movies that is critic proof mm-hmm. so if they make national treasure 3 which apparently they're going to do now that nicholas cage has resurged yeah. um they are they are going to it's going to be a movie that we will probably be talking about much in the same way that we're talking about this one yeah. in that it's uh it's critic proof it's the kind of thing that entertained me for a couple of hours but you know it's not going to it's not going to win awards and it's not going to delve deeply into uh, the Benjamin Gates the I character was really, that Cage plays I was really hoping that this one would do that though like D- Dominion like I, I yeah. I'll, I'll say I'll say this I enjoyed Force Awakens in part because it right. followed that structure right. and 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 also how beautiful it looks and the colors and the characterization and the lightsaber right. effects are like they've got this new like uh, fuzziness to them it looks right. really cool like it's energy yeah and there's like all these and and the sword swings are like heavy like the fights felt yeah. meaty so there was because, a lot of because nowadays the lightsabers are actually like big glass yeah. uh, lights yeah and the beautiful thing about the force awakens is that it it makes its innovations in how it's retelling this story, right? And and you know that th- that's that's kind of what did it for me. Now 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 with this movie, um, I I felt that they should they missed their chance, and this is where my theory comes in about how it might have made that fourth star. I like Jurassic World for the same reason, the first one, right? Right. I felt that. Uh, people were complaining about, oh, it's in a park and, you know, the dinosaurs get out and then, you know, they have to, like, rescue people and people get eaten. And it's like, yes. And that is what made the original, and it's an homage kind of to the original, yeah. and it follows the same structure. But its its innovations are in those little things, like you can train velociraptors, and that you know he's right. like this 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 sort of you know hunter guy. He's not a he's not necessarily a paleontologist. He is a, he's not a doctor or a professor of any kind. He is a he is you know a hunter and a, a you know he's he's an action ex army. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's a different role, and that's where the innovations come from. And and I feel that if they would have made the, the the original three fit into that movie somehow or into fallen kingdom yeah right as in maybe jurassic world introduces these new characters and then in the second one 
you know, in Fallen Kingdom, you introduce the original cast, and they're on the island, and there's this volcano, and, and all of that, if they would have stuck with that plot, because I was interested in it while there was a volcano on the island. Right. It's once they got off the island very early on, and there was this whole thing with the with the mansion, and the, the whatever, it was an Indoraptor, or whatever the hell it is, yeah. and, 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 you know, just... The scheme didn't make sense. The 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 bad guys were uncompelling. The, listen, the the whole thing with um, uh, this other jo- John Hammond's partner, right? Who right. we've never heard of in right. the original trilogy. Like that sort of stuff doesn't need to be because you already have a very solid base yeah. of of storylines. Right, and it could have been john hammond's you know like like it didn't have to be right. it, it was so very strange and 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 so this cloning thing was also very odd to me and it just came out of the movie scratching my head and so, so trying to fit sorry trying yeah. to fit the original three the trio into this odd cloning storyline then putting the locusts on top that's where it loses me and if they would have just tried to fit them into they need to go to this island for whatever reason as you said to me when we were coming out of the movie these movies need to figure out a way to make them go, go so, back to the yeah. island credibly, right? So if, if it's about going and rescuing them from a volcano or whatever, if they could have found a way to get the original three back there and managed not to kill them off by the end of the movie, four stars probably. Okay, so I have my own issues with Fallen Kingdom, um, but uh, but overall I really enjoyed it. The The issue I had was exactly what you say, was that um, when I, I bought the movie on Blu-ray, Fallen Kingdom, and yeah. I started watching it and it lost me at the beginning, right at the yeah. beginning, because I felt that it wasn't a solid enough reason for them to go back to the island. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the fact is that everybody knows at this point that if you mix humans and dinosaurs, that people are going to die. Yeah. <laughs> right? So the idea of them going back to the island and not just letting nature take its course as it has done, mm-hmm. you know, as it had done 65 million years ago or whatever it is. Um, so so it, it just didn't ring true to me. Once they got off the island, that's when things, to me, started getting interesting because I quite enjoyed the gothic mansion and the uh, the sort mm-hmm. of haunted house aspect of it. It, it kind was of, cool. It was, it was cool. Just... It kind of brought back it, callbacks of the original uh, of the original movie of having the dinosaurs stalk. Um, uh, it was it was really cool. The the mansion, the gothic mansion, and the Indoraptor, and and you know it like it, yeah. it hides and it it stalks them is is really cool. It's the scheme, and I, I say the mansion not because the mansion itself isn't cool and and the setting isn't cool. It's very cool. I even enjoyed the whole San Diego thing in The Lost World. Um, you know, I like the whole mixture of, you know, them being here. I did enjoy that. Yeah. Um, it's just the scheme and the whatnot and the bad guys and the, the cloning thing. It's just too much. So, okay. So, so this is uh, the reason why we're talking about Fallen Kingdom is because in the same way that Rise of Skywalker was inextricably linked to The Last Jedi and yeah. had to follow on from it. Yeah. So Jurassic World Dominion has to follow on from Fallen Kingdom. So what we have here... Look, the cloning thing is not unprecedented because the whole idea of Jurassic it's Park is with based genetics. on cloning. It's, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so... So, but the but the no, it's not that it's Im- implausible to me. It's that it's not interesting. No, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not no saying one. I don't believe that you think it's implausible. What I what I'm saying is that the the it's a it's a natural progression of that plot mm-hmm. that you come from 
using cloning uh, uh, technology and techniques to create dinosaurs that have been dead for 65 million years um, in order to clone humans. That, I mean, I would have thought that it would be the other way around. <laughs> like, let's clone humans first, and then we'll think about dinosaurs. But anyway, I digress. Um, you digress. I digress. Um, so I, I thought that, that then they're saddled with this girl, Maisie, mm-hmm. and they're in the lodge, and they're a, and they're a big happy family. Um, and I thought that all things considered, considering that each movie progressively since the first Jurassic Park has had to find a contrivance in order to get humans and dinosaurs together, oh. I thought that this movie did uh, quite a good job of taking what had happened in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom and continuing on for, from it. Mm-hmm. The most ridiculous thing to me was the... the locusts. No, wait. The locust is uh, the locust. Yeah, I, di- I didn't love the locust. I thought it was a was a terrible plot device. Mm. Um, but the uh, as I said in like in my snarky intro, um, but the the whole ending of Fallen Kingdom with uh, with Claire deciding to free the dinosaurs to me is the thing that made that entire movie fall apart because you know that you're putting loads of people at risk. The whole thing about about The Lost World and Jurassic Park 3 and Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom was about trying to stop evil people from taking dinosaurs yeah. to the mainland. Yeah. And then at this point, they're like, okay, well, there's a bunch of dinosaurs on the mainland. Let's set them free. So now we have this progression. And apparently uh, Colin Trevorrow, the director had, uh, unlike Star Wars, had an overarching plan for the entire trilogy since Jurassic World. So this was always going to happen. It was always going to be that the third of the trilogy was going to be a story about humans and dinosaurs coexisting. Yeah, but But how they got there is like... How they got there is ridiculous. But this movie doesn't even deal with that. No. It's not really a story about uh, humans and dinosaurs coexisting. It's a story about another pharmaceutical company, uh, you know, with with uh, with evil labs and technicians and whatever, trying to do something evil with the technology. Also, with a tenuous connection to the first Jurassic Park film, and not with Henry even, yeah. Wu, mm-hmm. yeah, um, well, not just Henry Wu, Wu with uh, oh, with Dodson, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is actually apparently in my reading, I found out that that character that Cam- Campbell Scott plays in mm-hmm. this movie is actually Dodson from uh, from the first. Jurassic Park, who yeah. gives Dennis Nedry the uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Wayne Knight the but also uh, you saw he can. had the shaving cream can right so but it was him it yeah was his yeah fucking strike that off trivia corner then um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I have to rewrite my whole cold open for the second episode but you cross off one thing from trivia corner because I was watching the film and paying attention to the fact that he had the fucking can in his hand right I'm so, the bad guy yes um so. <laughs> But um, but I mean, look, there are there are many many reasons why um, the character of Dodgson falls apart. He's not a very good character. He's not played very well. He's not written very well. Um, but I think that the 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 one thing that Trevorrow misses, I think he kind of does this in in the first Jurassic World, mm. is that he created really compelling characters to yeah. me compelling I, I love Chris Pratt. I love Bryce Dallas Howard. I like their chemistry together. I, I don't like her at all. I like her. No, I mean, I think she's likable enough in the first one. Right. Like, after she stops being unlikable because that's her character. Right. But, like, I didn't believe her at all in this film. In this one. In the third one. Like, I felt like her acting was a bit... bit off. I don't know. Okay. It's a legitimate criticism, I suppose. (laughs) What was wrong with it? What did I say? No, I I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think back to the... to her performance in the movie and whether or not I noticed anything awry. Well, I mean, it's just like... 
it's like what you say how how she released the dinosaurs and you know th- most she of needed this is, to be, is her she, fault yeah, she needed right? to you know be also a lot the original more, jurassic world yeah. and she's talking about how you know i have to you know we have to protect this little girl and we have a duty and a responsibility and and whatever and right. it's like you should feel more bad and you should stop doing things without thinking first because you're doing a lot of stuff still that is sort of that kind of behavior and you need to fucking work on yourself a little is this a christine from drag me to hell kind of situation no it's not a no i don't <laughs> think she's a bad person i don't th- i think that she that there there are overtures you know she's making right. all sorts of protestations of, of wanting to to do better and, and all of that but it's it just it's an odd performance i can't put my finger on it maybe it's just me Okay, so I, I'm not sure, but I, I will I will say this. Um, so what Spielberg managed to do in the uh, in the first movie, aside from the the sort of the complicated camera setups and the blocking and uh, and and all of the like these great editing techniques and the John Williams music that that uh, that he always inspires, is the the fact that his work with actors is always top notch. Yeah, and I don't know if anybody uh, listening has recently seen Always the movie Always. Mm. Um, I haven't so seen it in a very it, it has an ending that drives me a little bit crazy because it's overly saccharine and uh, and sugary and and whatnot. But um, but the main part of the movie is the uh, is the trio of Richard Dreyfuss and Holly Hunter and John Goodman. And first of all, the script is incredibly sharp, mm-hmm. and the way that he directs them is exactly the uh, the same kind of style that he uses with Laura Dern, Sam Neill, and Jeff Goldblum mm. in uh, in the first Jurassic Park. And that is what made Jurassic Park special, because there's only about 15 minutes of dinosaur action in the first Jurassic Park. Yeah. The rest of it is all about the humans. There is more tension and excitement in that, lunch in that scene. dinner scene. Yeah. Um, than uh, than in the whole of the uh, of the last trilogy that's, combined. That's similar to what I just said to you like a couple of days ago. You said that you right, know, didn't right, they right. used to make movies and right. they were more exciting than they are now because the, and, because the focus has to be on the characters. Yeah, the point is that it's the it's the direction and it's the the scripts are also much sharper. Yeah. Um, and you've got those those character moments in uh, in, thing, in in Jaws, for example, like the dinner scene between uh, between Roy Scheider and Lorraine Gary and uh, and Richard Dreyfuss, and um, and and all of that stuff that you have in uh, uh, in ET. Like it's it's always yeah. about the characters, and and he he's, and it's the same reason also why uh, it's very obvious that Spielberg took over most of the direction of Poltergeist. Because those scenes in Poltergeist, those family scenes, have a very distinct Spielbergian quality to them, um, and and it reminds me more of Close Encounters than you know Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Life Force directed yeah. by Toby Hooper. So um, so I I think Spielberg's got a very specific style, and nobody The Lost World. A lot of people criticize The Lost World. I think it. I, I wouldn't say it's on par with Jurassic Park, but it's, it's very distinctly close. a Spielberg movie. Yeah. And he's got a certain touch that that um, Joe Johnston, I think, is a fantastic director. He came in late in the game in Jurassic Park 3 and he wasn't able to uh, to hit those heights. Yeah. And then Colin Trevorrow and uh, J.A. Bayona, um, that like, the, it just what it doesn't have that spark. Well, listen, I mean, the, the first one... Like Jurassic World had had a different kind of chemistry and dynamic to the characters, right? Which was, which was good. 
Um, but like, you know, you bring back the original trio. What I do like is that I read, and this is, I hope this isn't going to cross something off of your trivia corner thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'll tread lightly, but I read that the original trio were given the option to say, you know, like this is in their character. It's not in their character. Right. And I think that in general, a lot of, um, these kinds of movies, uh, it, it's not like when, when you have Tarantino on the set and he's like, do not change a single fucking word of my script. You know, like, uh, like I will shut your butt down um but um but flawless impersonation thank you um, but I, I think in general these things are very collaborative especially when you're bringing in legacy characters yeah um but uh but i i i think the 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 telltale sign just sort of uh finishing off what, what i was saying there is that the dialogue scenes between specifically laura dunn and sam neill are very stilted and uh and and kind of kind of awkward like yeah. and that the acting is also uh is also not the greatest and and that just shows what a great director spielberg is that he can bring out the best in great actors mm -hmm. whereas um this script and this and the direction given a, a very kind of, of of sort of below par what w the work that they had done in uh, in the original jurassic park yeah um goldblum just comes on the set and Goldblum's for yeah. two hours, you know? Well, I mean, why would you want to change what Goldblum does? Right. Like, he he goes there to... The, it, it's another it's another thing. Is He was very, very entertaining, and I was laughing at every single yeah. line that he said, but his performance in The Lost World is a very haunted one. It's and brilliant. It's, it's a very, very different performance, and I want to talk about it in the next episode, but so we'll table it, but his performance in this film is very sort of playing to to the audience you know right. like he, he's you know and that's fine like i don't have a problem with that i think that you know but he, he, he oh, oh, oh. <laughs> words i want to i want to generally um address and we've talked about this before on the podcast i want to generally address the idea of a legacy sequel that you can no longer make a sequel to a movie even if the movie has had some kind of revival you can no longer make a sequel without bringing back old cast members, original cast members. So, for example, you've got Scream that um, had an entirely new cast and could have thrived just fine without uh, Courtney Cox and David Arquette and uh, Nev Campbell. Yeah. And you had Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is the big obvious uh, legacy sequel yeah. that totally could have managed without any of the uh without any of the yeah. original characters returning and and yeah. in truth they only return for about 10 minutes of screen time maybe less less than that um and but the fact is that jason reitman built up this incredible sort of coming of age uh, atmosphere with yeah. uh, with some great new characters that that could have taken the movie to the denouement what do you feel about all these things and specifically with relation to jurassic world dominion so I knew that you would ask me this question. Of and, course. And it's... It's it's, a, it's an obvious question. Yeah, no, it's not... It, no, I'm not saying that it's, it's an obvious question. It's it's a no, great question. I'm, I'm totally I'm totally owning the fact that it's an obvious question. I think but. it's a great question, and it's something that we've asked before and we've touched on before, but I've been really trying to, uh, in the last couple of days, since watching the movie, sort of 
think really hard on what it is exactly that that I feel about these because I, I really right. I really have had a, a a bit of a mixed reaction to a yeah, lot of I'm, these. Yeah, I'm films. kind of conflicted because it's uh, I'm I'm almost frustrated that we're back here talking about this. I'm I'm not because I think that the climate at the moment is making these films. It, it's natural that we'd be talking about it because it is it is what's you know swimming in the water at the moment. And right, you know, I know, sorry, but that's, I, that's a gross analogy. I don't know, it's, it's like I just, floating in the <laughs> toilet. It's what's floating in the toilet at the moment. Um, but but yeah, I mean, it, it really... Obviously, it really depends whether or not it's done well, first of all. But yeah. can a movie not survive nowadays without gratuitous callbacks? Like Spider-Man No Way Home, um, you know, Very to indulgent. Me, very indulgent. I love that movie. I, I love it to bits. I love seeing Toby. I love seeing Andrew spoilers. Um, and I love seeing all of the uh, all of the previous villains coming back. Willem Dafoe hasn't missed a beat since, uh, since 2002. You know, I, I, I love all of that. But at the same time, Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home didn't do that and didn't need to do that and were great movies. Right. So, so, so yeah. here, are, here are my feelings. I think that there are several ingredients to bringing back a legacy character. And this is going to sound a little mean in some, in one of these, I think. Um, so these are, these are the ingredients. I, and and I, it's what I think makes it successful. It's uh, a cow's opinion. It's, it's more. Um, <laughs> so, so the first one um, is um, characterization. Right. Okay. Um, if you are able and the actor is able to make it feel like this character is older, but is still the same person and the words coming out of their mouth, um, sounds like that character, right? Right. Then that's a success. So like an example of, in my opinion, what's, what works and what doesn't work, um, you know, Ray and, yeah, uh, I was and, gonna say, and, yeah, and Bill Murray, you know, and Venkman, uh, they still sound like themselves. When Ray picks up the phone, um, it sounds like him, and and the words coming out of his mouth right. sound like him. Um, and I, I, that's why I said, that's why I said, I th- I thought that they should have been a bigger part of the movie, yeah. which is something that this movie, I guess, does right. And if yeah, you, if you're looking at it like exactly, that, yeah. the example of where it doesn't work so much, and you and I don't really see eye to eye on this one so much, is is in the Last Jedi, is is Luke. I, I don't um, feel as strongly about it as you do. I but, just, uh, yeah. People have said to me it's because he's old and he's you know he's he's gone through a lot and he's failed. I'm like yes, but it still doesn't sound like it. There's there's a moment where he goes, Chewie, what are you doing here? And that yeah. really sounds like Luke. But you know other times, and there's just so much um, that that's wrong with that. And then the second thing that I think is an, the second ingredient is, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm giving Can you I sermon just, on the mount. Uh, yeah, no, I just wanna I just wanna sort of like sneak something in there yeah um bruce willis as john mcclain by die hard five he's completely unrecognizable yeah. as john mcclain yeah all right carry on no you're you're, uh, you're right yeah. on that one yeah so the second ingredient here is the is the physical look and i'm not just talking about the physical appearance of the actor like in this one sam neill um you know said he was going to get in shape and lose weight and work out so that you know he could do the running scenes and he looks like alan grant um, yeah. But just older, and that's great. You know, like I mean, Bill Murray looks like he's falling apart. Um, so yeah. does so does. He Dan looks Ackeray like now. his zombie cameo in Zombie Land. He does. <laughs> See, that's mean. I didn't want to be mean. Okay. No, okay. no, no. Leave that in. I, I do. It. I do late. love Bill Murray, though. <laughs> anyway, 
So, <laughs> so like, I think it's also the visual style of the movie that they kind of fits into into the same category for me. Where you know, the Last Jedi visually felt very, very different from the Force Awakens, and it felt very odd. Like just the colors right. and the and and so and, and the just the way that people were behaving. Um, yeah. So it's mannerisms, it's physical appearance, and all. So of that. there is a there is a cohesive quality to these three Jurassic World movies, though. Yes. Like visually, yeah. Exactly. So there's a great cohesion. And, and, and the other thing is that the three leads do still look like themselves. I mean, right. the, the three original, the legacy right. characters. So they do still look like themselves and they still do the things that they were doing in the original movies. Um, Ian Malcolm with the stick on fire, um, you know, running, he is running. They're all running and they're all like crouching and hiding behind cars. And these Running people, and, you know, and, and screaming. So it's not like, you know, hey, let's let's watch the geriatric club while the young people jump around. Like, you know, right. they're not in wheelchairs being pushed around by the by the uh, younger actors. Right, so um, I feel the same way about the Screamcast. They, uh, they, they also... Yeah getting um, stabbed and stuff yeah, yeah. yeah. no they, they also did a good job so I think. so i think those are those are the main ingredients i had a third one but now i've forgotten it because you interrupted me so many times <laughs> <laughs> stop messing with the spell kid <laughs> either way it's i'm sorry that i gave you sermon on the mount but it's like you i was really thinking about this because i know because asked me. because the uh, look I, I think that there is a there's a need to not just surprise the audience, but uh, I, it, look, in 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 No Way Home, there's definitely uh, that element of like Marvel wanted to surprise the audience. Yeah. Whereas in in this case, it's like sort of teasing. You know, in the trailers, it's like, oh, look, Alan Grant's back. Oh, Ellie Statler's back. Oh, uh, yeah, Ian Malcolm is back. Oh, oh, oh. Um, you know, so uh, so there's there's like a lot of uh, there's a lot of that stuff going on. Why can't they just make a sequel? Why does it have to be a legacy sequel? Why can't why couldn't they have just made Ghostbusters 3 with the original cast? So yeah, um they could have done that. Like why why are the original cast, why are they all these like legacy characters coming guests, back to support? Why are they yeah, why are they in guest starring roles? Yeah, um, because that's quite, a really good question. Because quite frankly, I think a movie could have st- Stood on its own with uh, with Sam Neill and uh, and Laura Dern and Jeff yeah. Goldblum. Yeah, um, but uh, because but- because dinosaurs are now like you know living in in you know the world with people. Right. Um, you know they were at the original incident and they could be called upon as experts in in you know this situation right. and that would bring them back uh, you know to. To so the story. there's really like, there no so reason. There's really no reason why the, they can't do that. The locust thing was was really. Um, a, a a very strange addition. So let's I, I talk felt. about biosyn because because uh, okay. the uh, the whole that whole thing to me was an excuse to get the characters back into a facility that is infested by dinosaurs. Yeah. So again, nothing new. Um, and uh, and you got a, an antagonist in uh, in Lewis Dodgson, played by Campbell Scott, who is. No, nothing more than a petulant child. Basically, yeah. he's uh, he's very bland. He's not frightening. He's not even like weaselly enough to be, yeah. you know, sort of like uh, uh, like like Dennis Nedry. Mm-hmm. He's he's not. He's just not a very good villain. I I just I didn't think that that it's this element of the plot the whole locust thing the the whole reason for for ellie statler bringing uh alan grant into the picture and meeting up with jeff goldblum that whole that whole thing to me is completely superfluous and didn't have to be what i what i would have preferred is uh is if somehow the continuation of fallen kingdom would have been the main plot yeah 
um, and you know, and it's it's more visceral that way. They're they're going after they're going after Maisie. Yeah, they're going after Maisie, who's been kidnapped and who's gonna get uh, sold on the uh, on the on the black market, so that her genes can be uh, can be replicated and, and whatever, because you know, because they've discovered the uh, the secret to the cloning key to human cloning or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the they dinosaurs make, and make, blue and and beta and whatever. They make very little of of what an important scientific discovery she is. Right. Um, and and it's more about like you know um which i think is great like you know the, the whole who is she you know like like as in she she's trying to figure out who she is you know yeah. that's cool like i think that i think that what you said just a moment a moment ago about dodgson not being particularly scary or intimidating is that you know in in jurassic park there was no intimidating or scary bad guy and 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 also pretty much the same for for the lost world it's not it's, about it's, it's, it's not, not about, about a bad guy it's no about... it's not about that i think that that you had those characters who who have their own self-interest at uh, uh at heart that you know you have dennis nedry it's who's... about human hubris that's the yeah that's exactly the, that's the that's the villain that's what right. that's what i think is the crux that's missing right you know and and dodgson is just like Oh, I, I'm lazy. I steal everybody else's research, and then I call it mine. And then you know, I, right? All but the he's he's lacking in charisma. Exactly. So if you take if you take all the bad guys from previous Jurassic movies, like Dennis Nedry is uh, is a is a really slimy bastard Gross guy. Yeah. Um, and then you've got uh, Pete Postlethwaite and Peter Ludlow, who's uh, who's John Hammond's nephew. In every Jurassic Park movie, there is a corporation mm-hmm. who is greedy and who wants to. In the Alien movies too. Right. Um, and but the, but it's always like a sort of like a human manifestation of that. You've got Vincent uh, D'Onofrio um, yeah. in uh, in Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, James Cromwell in Fallen Kingdom, mm-hmm. and uh, and in Dominion you've got uh, you've got this guy. And he, I'm sorry, but he just doesn't measure up to to either of them. He's not a very well written character, and uh, and to be honest, his character in Jurassic Park is very fleeting and doesn't make very much doesn't of an impression. Doesn't make an impression, which so is the to, point. So to yeah, so to to decide to base the main antagonist of this movie on that guy is you know is a little bit kind of weak yeah. to to my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's, I, there's, I saw, there's also characters that just don't go anywhere. Like the the woman, the woman who is sitting with Maisie on the plane and in the car, and who also stops yes. her on the bridge, completely disappears from the movie once well, they like get on the plane. a bounty hunter or a courier or something like that, right? Not not the blonde. I'm talking about. No, the, I know. The, I know what you're talking about. So yeah, I don't think like she's a, a bounty hunter. I think like that she works of... for the blonde. But like, it's, right. it's just like this weird. There's, it's this circle of people who are working for Dodgson, you know, and, and then you don't hear from them again in the movie. And it's like, if we could please focus on one of them, it, it doesn't have to be great, but yeah. just focus on one group who are trying to do something. And by the way, that fantastic conceit of, 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 uh, of dinosaurs that, you know, they are trained to hunt you down and kill you if you've been marked with a laser. So that, that I was thought what, that was really cool. That was what the uh, the antagonist of uh, of the first Jurassic World was trying to achieve. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, I thought that was really cool, and I I love that whole chase sequence. I thought it was really cool, and and I think I thought that could... Santos should have been in the second half of the movie as well. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand why she wasn't. She just sort of disappeared. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They didn't spend the time focusing on what the what the conflict is for the ca- for the characters, right? Is it these locusts? Is it the fact that Maisie's been kidnapped? Is, is the fact it that the fact that Beta's been kidnapped? Beta's been kidnapped. Is it the fact that 
you know, there's this facility and they're probably doing some bad things. Like, there's there's a lot of weird... There's a lot of stuff going on. Weird things yeah. that don't connect to anything. So, I, I, th- I felt that way about the first half and the second half of the movie that just didn't seem cohesive. Yeah. Um, the first half of the movie has a kind of globetrotting, kind of Mission Impossible, yeah. James Bond kind of vibe. And I really dug that. And uh, and there's like a kind of um, uh, a sort of dino um, black market uh, that that kind of plays like the yeah. Star Wars cantina. Yeah. And and I thought that that maybe if they would have, I, I think they should have like decided one or the other. Yeah, exactly. The locust thing. Could, quite frankly, could have uh, could have been ditched, but just cut, um, just cut, just completely. cut it completely out. There are so many reasons that that Elian uh, and that she would have gone to to Alan and that Ian right. could have been there already. Like there are right. so many ways they could have gotten them to right if they really wanted to get them to Biosyn right in the end right and and not and not to the to the black market. I mean, if they would have maybe just focused on the fact that there are you know dinosaurs living among us and that there are obviously people who are going to exploit them as a black market you know thing and there are these dinosaurs who are being made into weapons by people right and then they bring in the original trio you know on a kind of you know animal rights sort of thing and you guys have experience with these and we want to get these animals out of there and shut this down you know they could have gone in with like a cia team or whatever like the one that's already there to stop the handoff you know, they're, 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 I mean, that's that's also like a shitty plot that I've just suggested, right? But, you know, it would have been more cohesive and to I the think, point. I think it would have been uh, believable as well that they would have been able to get them back because uh, the whole thing was that was that uh, Ian Malcolm and Alan Grant didn't want to go back to the to the island. Yeah, you know, it was always like I, we we've done the whole dinosaur thing. It's dangerous. People die. Um, I, I don't want to go back there. And now that the that the dinosaurs are co coexisting with humans, mm-hmm. um, it it makes no difference because you know we're, we're probably, in this. We're, they've probably got a T Rex in your backyard, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. They, I don't think they really went with the whole idea of dinosaurs free in the world, uh, mm-hmm. as far as they could have done. Um, and I think that, uh, the, you know, look, I really enjoyed the, the, the scenes in Malta. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's a, there's a motorbike chase in that's, there that, that rivals, that completely rivals the one at the beginning of no time to die, yeah. you know, and, uh, and it, and it really gives off a, like it's, it's genre mashing that, uh, same thing that they did with fallen kingdom with, with the whole sort of Gothic mansion thing. Yeah. Is the is the idea of bringing in kind of a, a globe trotting Mission Impossible kind of vibe to it? You have suddenly got Chris Pratt rolling around with uh, you know shooting guns and and, and the, all he's that been, kind of stuff. He's been marked by this laser and these these dinosaurs that are like half raptor, half yeah. like something else. Great callback to the to like, the first Jurassic World yeah. movie as well with him on the bike uh, with the you know him yeah, controlling the raptors. Them. Yeah, yeah, and I, and and and, it, and it's it's really well done. It's just like well you know if they would have just stuck to one thing. Maybe. Yeah, it's 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 unfocused, and also I, I told you like when we came out, that was two and a half hours. Yeah, they could have easily shaved off half an hour or forty minutes. Um, I think it would have been a much tighter movie, and yeah, like, I, I think agree. a lot of people. I think what people don't understand a lot about about uh, about editing is that sometimes you just take take a few things out. And, and mash everything that uh, that was there already together, um, you, and and then suddenly people are like, oh, that's so much better. Well, that that's a lot of movies that uh, that bloat like that. That yeah. uh, the people, oh, that was terrible. You know, really could have uh, could have could have done with a little bit of a shave. Yeah. Now, all of this being said, right, we're we're saying all these things that don't work. 
Um, but we are also saying that there are some really fun scenes. It is entertaining, right? It is entertaining. The, it, and also, I've seen every uh, every Jurassic movie in the cinema since The Lost World. Yeah. And there is a sort of rush when you get that, like, that's John Williams score yeah. repurposed here by Michael Giacchino. Um, you know, and I, I didn't want to break tradition, you know? Tradition. Yeah. No, but the, there's, like, some really cool stuff uh, effects-wise going on. There's that whole scene where Claire has ejector sheeted out of her, uh, out of the plane. And See, she that's lands... another great set piece. There's some yeah. great ideas. There. The plane, and and they have that the, the island has some kind of system, sonar system, whatever, a defense system that keeps the pterodactyls and other flying predatory predatorial uh, dinosaurs at bay. Um, and they realize that there's a, an aircraft coming in with, you know, Chris Pratt on it. And so they turn it off and then the dinosaurs start attacking the plane and it crashes. Right. And, you know, Chris Pratt sort of, you know, release, releases, uh, um, you know, Claire's uh, um, ejector seat. And, and she lands in the middle of the sort of foresty, um, you know, jungly area. And there's this dinosaur that is covered in feathers and is, you know, hunting her while she's, like, crawling away and, and she crawls into some water. It's a very tense scene. Yeah. And you've got this beautiful, like, you've got light rays coming through the feathers. There's a, there's a, there's a subsurface scattering going up, which is basically light passing through objects. If you've ever held a, a torch up to your uh, your hand and you see the, the light shining through it and your hand glows red, that's subsurface scattering, for those who want to know what that is. Um, and, and so it's like, you know, it's coming through the feathers. It's a brilliantly shot moment and whatever. Just more of those. Right? Yeah, but actually, there's a, there's a lot of those in the movie, and there's a lot of yeah. good things about it. But but having those those sort of uh, they moments. have to be they have to be connected by something that makes sense. Right. It's, you know, because at the end of the day, you go to one of these movies and you go, "It's gonna be dinosaurs eating PayPal." Right. right. <laughs> so you know you 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 don't want to be you don't want to be like, "Oh, okay, popcorn, popcorn, popcorn." Co-. Hold up a minute. Where are my dinosaurs? Right. So that, that's what I'm saying. There, there, there are lots of there are lots of great set pieces. There are lots of great moments. Um, I, I also like uh, Dewanda Wise as well as the uh, as the pilot. Yeah. She's she's pretty good. She's got a great mm-hmm. Han Solo vibe going on yeah. there, and she's got a great like relationship to her plane, like uh, Han Solo has to the Falcon, for yeah. example. Um, so uh, so I I really enjoy all of that stuff. It's just that there were too many saggy badly written badly directed moments that could have easily been snipped um and the other thing i wanted to talk to you about was uh was ellie and alan Mm -hmm. um and their relationship yeah um now there was some talk i I read an article that uh that uh the the journalist wrote that it was ambiguous in the first movie whether or not they were together now i don't agree with that i think it's not because ian says to him are you and dr sattler exactly yeah so I, I think that it's pretty damn obvious that they're together, um, and it's uh, and it's obvious that uh, that it didn't work out, and and for for various reasons. But I don't understand why Laura Dern's character can't be married with kids, and then carry it through to Jurassic World Dominion, Dominion that she's still happily married and with kids, and that there's a conflict there, and that at the end of the movie they don't get together. Yeah. You know, I, I think that that, that that conflict could have made for a, for an interesting sort of frisson between the two of them that, that there just isn't in this movie because they... The first thing, the first she, thing says she says to him is, is, my I'm, marriage my didn't marriage work out. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's, it's so, you can see the, the screenplay. Yeah. You can see it. It's like, it's so, it's so obvious, the, the contrivance of her marriage not working you out. You also oh, never see her, open. I don't think you see her kiss him in the first movie. 
Not at all. Um, no, they're just a, they're a couple. But they're a couple, uh, but, but they're, they're not like PDAing exactly. And all that. Exactly. And and. Uh, and 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 so it it was it was not like oh they're kissing again like they did in the first minute nothing like why are they kissing at the end of this minute like it it didn't feel it felt very forced it felt very forced right it felt very forced I thought um, but anyway so at the end of the movie they do in fact get together and it's like it's it's less of an ah uh, more of a uh, yeah while I'm on the subject of uh, the T Rex yeah posing posing in, in the, the circular circle. fountain. I did that in the, while we were watching it, and it happened, and I went, ugh. No, because he's like, he's walking past, and then he goes... He poses like, oh, howdy day. <laughs> the gold blooming. Yeah. There's this great bit where Ellie goes with Claire uh, to... Uh, they're basically doing the same thing that Ellie has to do in the first movie with John Hammond giving her direction. Like, there's a switch, and you have to flip these switches, and then there's a green button. Push it. Um, so, uh, so it's a similar thing here. In- in- instead, you've got Ian Malcolm, aka Jeff Goldblum, on the walkie-talkie telling her what to do, and he's going. He's saying things like, uh, 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 "There's a there's a, a green button. Uh, don't, don't don't push that button." Uh, and, and 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 four from the top. Uh, like, what <laughs> four from the top? A third one down. It's the same thing. Like. <laughs> It's really good. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, and I just think, like, that that entire finale is really entertaining solely because of Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Every is, single is thing that... Is that a, 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 a dinosaur uh, uh, on your shoulder? He's like, I made a promise to Blue. You made a, a, a promise to a, a, a dinosaur? A dinosaur. Um, um, but there's, there's yeah. also some stuff in that finale that, that makes me... Um, that also makes me mad. Like, the, like Chris Pratt has a very special bond with velociraptors and right. he can do that thing he's trained them to do that thing with the hands right right um he's never trained beta to do that so i don't understand why beta isn't jumping on him and then like sam neil lifts his hand up like he's known about this all along like he's never seen him train just, a dinosaur no, he's just before. copying him he's like oh that's all you need to do hold up the hand there must be a how it should have ended where um where he holds up the hand the dinosaur just bites it off <laughs> And it's uh, it's just like it was just a very sort of like oh god kind of moment like you know yeah. his, his it was a his bit much. thing his thing is don't move and they have that moment where both of them at the same time say don't move right yeah and that's okay hey guess what this thing happened in the first movie check that out everybody I heard I heard I heard I heard <laughs> and and. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, that threw me off completely. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Let's move on. Um, the uh, but on the upside, good thing, um, Maisie getting trapped on the ladder between the teeth. Yeah, that was really intense. There's, there's a lot of there's, there's a, a lot of great stuff in the film. Yeah, yeah. So basically, so basically to to, to sort of up. sum up, um, I enjoyed at least half of the movie, mm-hmm. and if they would have snipped out the other half, it would have been fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I think that uh, I also think that two and a half hours is like I, I mean all of these movies are, g- are running long lately yeah and uh, whereas I think the Batman benefited from it somewhat speaking of running long yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's that's very meta thank you right, very meta thank you you're welcome um, freaky New circle <laughs> yeah I don't know if we've got New Zealand now to be honest I've already said everything I wanted to say about the effects in, in the movie um, oh okay so like, <laughs> like, like it was the most impressive thing was the, oh to join me in the cacophos I was saying a rambling of signs and madness <laughs> so basically <laughs> 
basically what I said about the light shining through the feathers. There's a lot of stuff like that. They used a lot of, they, they found a way to bring more feathers onto the dinosaurs. You know, it yeah. creates this beautiful effect. It's really fun. There's a scene where there's a dinosaur who can go underwater and like, you know, that Chris Pratt and DeWanda Wise are on the, the ice and it's cracking and this dinosaur jumps into the, under the ice and starts swimming under them. And it's, it's pretty intense, pretty cool. Uh, so there's a lot of great, like, um, you know, wet looking dinosaur going on there. Um, there's a lot of awesome interactions between, you know, the physical and the non-physical, like the CGI and the non-CGI. Um, and, you know, also... Uh, some great practical stuff. There's a lot of practical uh, dinosaurs and animatronics and stuff yeah. in the movie, which I thought was really, really um, impressive and and welcome. It's very welcome. Yeah. And I know that they have been trying to do that in in the Jurassic World movies as much yeah, as possible. Yeah, the uh, the T Rex that um, in the when they're in the cage in Fallen Kingdom, when they, when Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt mm-hmm. are stuck in the cage with the T Rex in Fallen Kingdom, that's uh, that's an animatronic, and, yeah. and it, it, I really don't see how they could have done that entire scene in CGI. It would have been so uh, artificial looking. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, go which on. goes into which goes into the cold open for the next episode actually. So that's really quite nice for the people who uh, who listen to the next one. All right. Um, um, so, uh, speaking of which, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, kind of a madness. Of a, okay. <laughs> uh, well, those were our thoughts on Jurassic World Dominican. If you can call that thoughts. Next week, Baywatch Hawaii. No. <laughs> <laughs> what is the next episode going to be, Johnny? We are going to talk about the entire Jurassic Park franchise as a whole. A whole. A whole. Um, and uh, hopefully you will uh, stick with us long enough to, uh, to to hear that one. Indeed. That will be a lot of fun. Well, we'll see you all then. Thank you for joining us. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What's our seat number? <laughs>